Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, episode 8. It's me, Nick Cole, and my sidekick, Single White Medusa. We are here this afternoon having another Starbucks coffee. We're in my old stomping grounds on the uh, poor side of town where I grew up. It wasn't the poor side of town. It was actually a nice side of town. I had to come down here to get uh, some skin cancer burned off of me, some pre-skin cancer, which is just what you do in California and you grew up at the beach. You basically go in and they hit you with the zap gun and freezing gun and they laugh while you scream in pain, but I don't give them the satisfaction. Exactly. You, on the other hand, you're like a cat. Yeah, I have to hold your hand and you claw my hand. And, but you never have to get burned. Yeah, like yeah. I, I've never had to so far. And I have I mean, to get burned a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's like my olive skin or I've not been in the sun to the levels that you have for my whole life. Yeah, I'm black Irish, which means I should have a lot of Spanish in me yeah. and some Irish. So I'm not like lucky charms irish right but then and then you also have american indian yeah and so so you tan red which doesn't mean you're sunburned right but somehow you. but i had like a little spot on there that on my cheek that kept like and and i kept kind of like not worrying about it i was like oh what's that and i went in i'm like what's this horrible thing and Uh she goes oh that's nothing oh good and then she burns it oh so it wasn't totally nothing (laughs) no 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 but it's not like oh my gosh we've got a biopsy right Yeah, that's you know, and then your weekend's ruined and they're like, we'll try to get you the results by Friday. Spoiler. They don't. Yeah. (laughs) So you sit there the whole weekend and you're, you're like Friday night is like, oh, well, this might as a Saturday you decide to live. So you either eat or drink too much Sunday. You better go to church because you're getting the cancer results tomorrow. (laughs) You go to church somewhere about Sunday afternoon in that sort of quiet of Sunday afternoon, you go to see a movie, maybe an art house movie about a guy who's dying of the exact same skin skin cancer you're dying of and everything turns out fine for him or whatever. And then you walk out and you're like, well, maybe are you going to shift a lot? Is that No, I wanted to face you, you like, so we could feel, why would like you want to face somebody who looks as horrible as I do? Right. Now? <laughs> I'm hideous. Look away. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> No, look at me. I like okay. it. I like that. I like it when they I'm look at like, me. We're sitting here conversing. You I like it when it. my victims look at me. <laughs> so today, I'm getting utterly tired of masks. I'm watching some girl walk into a gym right now with a mask. And I'm like, you're going to work out with that mask. I know. And to re- reiterate something that we briefly mentioned yesterday about masks, I just like kind of had a little personal laugh to myself in Starbucks while I was getting this because I knew I had to do the appropriate kind of put it on. So I put it on below my nose. I ordered, I go and sit at a high table. This is like a high table. So literally my head was like only inches lower (laughs) than it was when I was standing up. And, uh, and I thought I look around and you know, people have their masks off while they're at the table. I'm like, Hey, I can pull my mask on down because I'm sitting down. Yeah. And it just was hilarious. You're magic safe. Like, if you're exactly. sitting, you're magic safe. And if you're standing, you're killing everyone in the room yeah. with your vile COVID. So I kind of am just like, I can't wait till more people start realizing the illogic of this. I, I think really they are. Hope. Like, even when I was getting burned, she just looked at me. And she's like, I am so sick of these masks. And they were like in full mask, you know. We got to wipe down everything you've touched, you diseased, horrible human being. And like, there are certain organizations that are still going through the, the, the routines 
but I think I, I feel like everybody and like, again, we know we live in California, like it's advanced level weirdness, mm-hmm. you know, but even, even we crazy Californians are starting to fatigue. But I had a, I had a conversation with my screenwriter friend this morning and he was just saying like in LA, it's just batshit crazy. Oh yeah. But now that I think about it, uh, I think I read a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I think Spain has us beat because I think I read it. I think it's Spain where they're going to be requiring people to wear masks in the water, like while they're yeah. at the beach, you know, swimming, whatever in the but water. Spain is crazy. <laughs> I was and like, all, what? Some of the craziest people are from Spain. Like <laughs> for thought, they all talk with that Barcelona accent <laughs> where they talk with the lisp. Right. And you're like, are you gay or something? And they're like, no, that's how we talk <laughs> in Barcelona. And then like, you're getting crazy Spaniards, like Penelope Cruz, uh, uh, Javier Bardem, Antonio Banderas. Like these are all crazy. Is Salma people. Hayek from Spain or is she not from Spain? She could Probably. be Mexican. I'm not sure. Probably. Or something else. Something but there's American. a, but you know, they're all beautiful people. Spain, mm-hmm. Spain has a lot of pretty people, I think. There's probably some trolls, mm-hmm. but they've always struck me as pretty crazy. Mm, yeah. You know, we yeah. read that novel that was set in the weird Spanish city, the series of novels about the secret library. Oh, what I was really that? I like that what one, like the, the library of books. Um, oh, what was the city? But it's a city that has like a Gaudi mm. installation that looks like, like a castle on acid. Yeah. I forget what that, but I've always wanted to kind of go there and I, and I like, like Mallorca. I've always wanted to go to Mallorca, but really Mallorca at the end of the day is just Orange County. Yeah. Well, we like Orange County. And then uh, I think we were talking to some people a while ago who seem to do a lot of traveling at our sushi bar. And they said the best food that they think is in Spain is in San Sebastian, which yes. I hadn't even heard that much about. So San Sebastian, like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the whole accent with Barcelona, the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh paying attention to the news like definitely something is afoot there's a lot of really crazy stuff going on if you're on the east coast apparently you're having some gas problems because Whoa. hackers wiped out your pipeline so that's concerning all right and then the news isn't really talking about that and of course you know joe biden the greatest candidate ever <laughs> who beat barack obama hands down devastated dominated everybody wiped out orange man bad show of hands like you may not i mean just be honest with yourself right now like don't you kind of miss trump like don't you miss like even that level of competency right now like so biden seems completely absent in almost every disaster we are going to yeah. and if you don't think it's bad like you really have to like listen to some other news sources and i'm not going to get all like crazy all but like did you know that like russia literally right now is invading the ukraine yeah and the mainstream media will tell you oh no that they were going to and then they pulled out nope they are shelling the hell out of Ukrainian neighborhoods. Spetsnaz are all over that right now. That is mm-hmm. happening. I think if you add that up and you put that in conjecture with the pipeline hack, okay, something's afoot. Are you hearing? I think a lot of people are hearing about Israel because Israel gets the word out. But, you know, like the big thing to understand about that is Hamas, who didn't have any money for the Trump years, but suddenly he's got some bling rocket money Hmm. is flinging rockets at Jerusalem, which they have not done in the past. Like because Jerusalem is both an Arab and Israeli city, 
both claim it as holy sites. It's unprecedented for them to actually fling rockets at Jerusalem. So, so that's kind of like super next level weirdness. So you combine that with the Ukraine thing, you combine that with the pipeline hack, you combine that with like rumblings of Taiwan that China's getting ready to do something. But then you have Australia freaking out. I mean, like, it is a bad situation. And what are we getting it for the news? We're getting a lot of, oh, my gosh, diversity and racism. And, you know, like, the, the, you know, we've got to defund the police. All these sort of stupid issues that are meaningless in the big scheme of things. And no one's talking about the inflation. And the inflation is real. And I'm listening to a really new, we're listening to a really new cool podcast with some people that... I'm kind of judging right now. I'm not really sure, but I really like what they had to say. The guy was a trader in Wall Street in the 80s. Um, he's kind of kind of wacky, but, you know, all us Gen Xers are. And um, what what is that that podcast called? Um, the Orange, something about the orange pill. Let me just look it up really fast and make sure I get it right. Um, yeah, Orange Pill Podcast. The That's Orange it. Pill Podcast. And we actually... Because I'm Miss Exact, we haven't actually listened to their official podcast yet, but we're listening to a long form Tim Cast, Tim Pool, and they were the guests on there last night. And yeah, and they were really, they were really really, really interesting. interesting. Yeah, um, like I think right at first I was like, "Whoa, who who's this weirdo guy?" And then like he starts talking a little bit, and you're like, "Wow, you're really smart." Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, he's a little Hunter S. Thompson, yeah. Bill Murray e, but like really interesting, fascinating podcast. Um, we had been kind of studying a lot about about Bitcoin because we read a book called Bitcoin Billionaires, um, which is about basically the history and evolution of Bitcoin. It's written by the guy, Ben Mezarek, who wrote The Social Network. And I thought it was a really fascinating book, mainly because one of his opening statements in the book is, you know, about the Winklevoss twins. And he says, basically, I sold them short in The Social Network. And he was saying, like, these dudes have been at the center of two lightning in a bottle moments, lightning striking moments. And so there was something about that that he needed to investigate. And, you know, I'm not totally 100 percent sure about about Bitcoin, but I think I'm going to say this. I'm going to say. I'm fairly convinced that there's a rigged game in our own economy right now with with the dollar. And I'm fairly convinced that banks and hedge funds and big government are all working together. We saw the, the Robin Hood fiasco. We've seen that, you know, the 2008 bailout, whenever these sort of hedge fund people and all that kind of stuff get um, to, you know, they play with everybody's funny money and then it, it you know, blows up on them, then they're bailed out like in no way, shape or form, like we're ever bailed out in our lives. Yeah. You know, the bank doesn't come and bail us out if we screw up on our finances or anything like that. And so you begin to look at people like Warren Buffett and this guy was summing up Warren Buffett. And he's like, he's the most overrated money manager in the world because all he does is play with government money. And, and when he gets in trouble, he gets bailed out and you kind of look at the history and the record. Okay. It's true. Um, their contention on, 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 Bitcoin is this, that Bitcoin is decentralized and it's the actually only way to freely own your money without other people sort of rigging the game constantly against you and for them. Mm -hmm. 
again, that's that's a deep dive down the well. I'm not sure. I'm still, you know, if you guys have some thoughts on Bitcoin or alt currency or anything like that, I, I, I would like we'll have a thread and we'll talk about that. But this is kind of the things that I'm looking at. Um, it might be time to look at that because the inflation is real and it's serious. It's not 1.2%. When you really adjust it and you cut through all the bullshit, it's about 10%. And it's going to get worse. And and so we all have to kind of look at, you know, what we're going to do going forward as things begin to fall apart. Because, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you. But, like, it, it very much looks like things are about to fall apart. Anybody who's telling you different or, you know, there was an article on, you know, Joe Biden has had the, mo the most perfect 100 days of his presidency. <laughs> and you're That's like, hilarious. you are not paying attention. It is literally the 70s out there. Yeah. There is trouble in the Middle East. There are gas lines. The only thing missing is disco right now. And, you know, frankly, I wouldn't mind some disco. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I was going to mention what you briefly mentioned that I thought was interesting is that Bitcoin is the only, even out of cryptocurrencies, they said it's the only decentralized one that even all, did I hear that right? That yeah. even all the other cryptocurrencies are not decentralized. No, they're and not. I was and like, yeah. oh, whoa. That's yeah. Crazy. And so it's, it's a way, you know, like th this guy was saying one really interesting thing. He's saying like big funds that manage like rich people's money are now offering Bitcoin for purchase where they will purchase it for you for a fee. The reality is you can walk into any Seven Eleven and buy Bitcoin. Like you, you can't like, this is something that you can totally do yourself. Or just the way you've been doing it. What was that? Sending yeah. I just, I have a Gemini account or, Gemini. or Coinbase account yeah. and I'll just do it through there. But the main thing is like, you know, you know that it's, it's, it, there's something there when the people who fleece rich people are fleecing rich people using it mm -hmm. for the transaction fees or anything like that. So there's a, like, it's a, you know, it's a whole field that I think is interesting. Um, I'm losing confidence in the dollar. I think we're all, I think all the money that we all have is about to be seriously devalued. I think, you know, it, 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 as long as sort of the economy doesn't collapse, people show up and go to their jobs, which is actually a problem right now. Um, yeah, it's going to be inflation. I mean, you know, if you were going to buy a, you know, $750,000 house, that house by the time this thing really gets blowing is going to be 2 million. Hopefully you're getting that in adjusted wages at work. Your food's going to cost more. There's another interesting point that he said that I liked. Why don't you about the 40% and food? Yeah. They were just saying that anytime, um, that with people's budgets, if their food costs get to 40% of their budget or more, there's a revolution. Yeah. And they're like every time. So look at, it's crazy. look at your own budgets right now. Like how much of your income are you spending on, on food? You know, and that's, that's, you know, and, and they were saying like roughly when you look at the average family, they're starting to approach that point. Yeah. Then we have all these people that are just sitting around, you know, taking money from the government and literally there are like, people are having a problem hiring people right now. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying do not, you know, I'm not giving financial advice or anything like that. I'm not saying go take a second out and buy a bunch of Bitcoin, but it might be something that you might want to start with the Ben Meserick book, Bitcoin Billionaires. Check that out. It's a good listen. Um, check out the Tim Pool podcast. Check out the Orange Pilled podcast. You know, get yourself informed. That might be an interesting way to go. No, I'm not going to suddenly become a Bitcoin prophet, but I'm looking at what's going on in the Ukraine. I'm looking at what's going on in the stock market in which Gates and Bezos and almost every other CEO are dumping all their stock and moving to a cash position to buy assets, 
you know, meanwhile, while convincing the government that their companies need billions in loans so that they can buy back their own stock, which is what Amazon is currently doing at this moment. So it's a little darker than the mainstream media would like you to know. Mm -hmm. But as a recovering alcoholic, I'll tell you this, and I, you know, take this for whatever it's worth. The best things that happen to you in life are when you finally get sober, when the madness is over, you know, or whatever it is. But when you run out of credit, when when it's gotten about as bad as it as it can get and you start to do real things in your life and you start to clean up stuff and, you know, you get a fresh start or whatever. That's usually when life gets really good. I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast right now. Would you disagree that wouldn't say our government spending is out of control? Mm hmm. I, I would yeah. think everybody our, would agree. Our, our, even our personal priorities are a little bit out of control. The average family spends a lot on on not owning things like subscriptions. Hey, he's going to ask you to subscribe to his podcast. <laughs> but it's true. Like, you know, yeah, I'll shoot myself in the foot. Like, you probably shouldn't be getting all that sweet bonus insider content that I'm going to download on you. You know, short stories. Control Alt Revolt, the new, the next novel, uh, Ultraviolence Show, the weird novels, uh, the Civil War series I'm working on, Modern Civil War. Um, I'm also going to record uh, the the chapters so that I can read them to you. The insiders will get that. A bunch of other things, some some podcasts just between Nicole and I breaking down some not for public consumption stuff. Um, yeah, you probably shouldn't be subscribing to things you know like that unless there's value in it. But we should all look at all our subscriptions and saying, like, what am I what am I owning of value here? So that's just me being totally honest. I think a lot of people would say, oh, don't talk about that because I want you to subscribe. I do. It would be fun, but you don't have to. You've got this. You know, it's great. If you want to subscribe to support the podcast and feed Nicole and I's Bitcoin habit. Great. Um, or keep Nicole in martinis. You can designate the subscription. <laughs> keep me in coffee. Keep me off the street. But going back to the main point is. You know, I think we're headed for a hard moment, but I think we as a country needed it. And I think we can come out the other side of it. And I think the big delineation I would make is we as citizens need to be Americans and we need to do the right thing, mm -hmm. regardless of what our government's going to do. We need to pay off our own debts. We need to start our own industries and we need to stop waiting for the government to give us permission to do things. And we need to do things without permission and insist on our rights and just even insist, you know, yeah, the big rights, free speech, guns, all that kind of stuff. But how about just insisting on your right to the pursuit of happiness, which is if you have a business idea and you want to go for it, don't sit there and say, oh, I'll be crushed or whatever. I don't know. Try every like even you look back at Jeff Bezos, 1997, he starts his own online warehouse, just him. 20 years later, he's dating a Lakers hoochie mama and buying 110 room mansions. I don't know. That could be you, but I'd rather have it be you than someone else. So, you know, maybe we all need to stop being so negative and pessimistic and we need to have that sort of go for it mentality. You kind of had that in your life with coming from a small town that you came from, right? Yeah. And I don't know. It was probably partially my Portuguese heritage because we're known for being kind of workaholics right so yeah. I don't know I just always wanted to work really hard and and I always felt like it, you know if I was at a job they're paying me like I need to 
be giving them something of value. Like I felt guilty, like not working hard, I guess. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like they're not paying me just for fun for them. Like they're paying me so that they can get value out of someone working for them. So I don't know. I just always felt like, yeah. um, yeah, you Portuguese have that, that work ethic. Like your dad was Mr. Pro UPS. Oh my gosh. Like, like, UPS was a religion. Superstar UPS. Like yeah. man, like probably the best. Yeah. <laughs> I and like. I miss that. I miss like, yeah. I had to deal with a rental car company today and like, just the amount of people who don't take ownership, but the last guy did. Yeah, the last was guy was proud guy of was Enterprise Rental Car, yeah. and he was like, "I want you to love Enterprise as much as I do." And I'm all, "This now is going to seem more. really weird." And then I tongue kissed him. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I that's a little too I much. Didn't. <laughs> but I, I just, it was nice to see that, and I think that's what we all need to do. We need to get back to taking pride in what we do and the work that we do. And even though it's kind of been beaten out of us in the media and corporations, like it wouldn't hurt us to be pro ourselves, pro our team, you know, mm -hmm. like be proud of this stuff. It, it's become, it's become too, is de rigueur the right word? De rigueur. De rigueur to like bad mouth whatever, whatever enterprise you're assigned to. But like, mm -hmm. who does that serve? That just serves the haters and the people trying to tear it down. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, I think, I think be pro, get in there and, and be proud of what you do. And if you're not mm -hmm. proud of your company or what you do, then, then get proud, you or know, maybe find a different, yeah, or find you something you can get you behind. Yeah. So I, I did that. I, today I did a podcast with, uh, Josh Hazen and Scott moon, uh, for galaxy's edge, which is just really killing it right now. Um, legacies is out. It's really blowing it away. Jason and I are getting some offers um, to do some more series, but we're really actually looking at ourselves and like saying, you know, why would we do another series with another corporate entity who wants to make a deal right now? And then going back to inflation at underinflated dollars that a year from now, like when we turn in that project might not be worth it. And, and I said to Jason, like, like we just had one of the most profitable months of our lives with forgotten ruin and galaxy's edge. Why, why do we want to bet on other people? Why don't we just bet all in on ourselves? And Jason was, you know, 100% in on that. And so I think, I think that's what we all need to do. We've got to start betting on ourselves instead of betting, you know, you know, waiting for someone else to believe in us. We got to wait ourselves. So I didn't mean for this podcast to turn into such a, it's, What's Tony good. Robbins podcast? Oh, <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, I think he's kind of just called Tony Robbins, isn't he? Like, uh, I know people that go have gone to his conferences. I think, well, like Lauren Messiah. Uh -huh. But um, I think she just said, like, I'm going to the Tony Robbins conference. I think Seems that's like just what cult. they call it. it it's um, it's pretty cult-like. <laughs> Seems kind of culty. <laughs> yeah. And Nicole and I love cults. Like, we obsessively... As in, we love to kind of sit on the sidelines and find out about them yeah not that we like <laughs> are interested in joining Would you ever them. want to join a cult no. just to like see no not at all <laughs> not no. even remotely would you join a cult for like a role if you like if you you got like back if, when i was yeah when you're an actress like if they said like hey you're actress? gonna you're gonna be in this cult movie i probably yeah i probably would have for like research for you would have gone down to scientology and taken the basic communication class i mean i would have kind of hated doing that but i kind of feel like if i was serious enough about the role you that's the pretty, kind of worker i am i mean yeah. i would go i would do everything i could to like you were pretty method job. you were pretty crazy yeah. you would coach everything and blah 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 yeah 
Yeah. I would just make it up as I went along. <laughs> You'd wing it. Like, that's how you're in a cult. So I have a Scientology story. It's kind of funny when I was an actor, because when you're an actor in Hollywood, everybody has some kind of run in with Scientology. And interestingly, I don't. But it's also like, like, I kind of feel hurt. It's also like the gay thing in Hollywood. Every <laughs> male actor I know was told like, hey, do this horribly disgusting thing and you can have this part. That never happened to me. Like, I'm not gay bait. <laughs> And I, and I'm glad, you know, cause I wouldn't have done anything or anything like that, but I'm still a little hurt. Aww. Like, you know, they didn't think, you know, well, um, I wasn't what is chosen her name? for the dance. What is her name? Um, there was like an actress from mad TV. She kind of gave you the eye once. That's something. Alex Borstein. Yeah. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> something. That's not going to do it That's for better it. better than getting yeah. a, a gay come on yeah. for you. Right. No. So, um, so this guy, his name was. And he was Portuguese. Who? Fernando Gil was his name. Who's that? The guy at my Scientology store. Oh. So okay. he's only in Hollywood for one week. And so, of course, you go on to Actors Access and you start filling out auditions and blah, blah, blah. So he he falls for what we all knew not to fall for, which is Scientology would run these casting notices to get you to show up for a movie. And it would just be all bullshit. And they'd give you like a, a seminar. And, and so they do that to this little guy. And... He says to me, he goes, um, I just, I knew it was wrong. And he's like, I'm a devout Catholic. So I just told them I'm going to leave now. Like, you know, like polite foreigner that he was. And, and so he gets up to go and they say, oh, no, 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 you can't, you can't leave. We just need to talk to you a little bit more. He says, so they take me up to this room. Like he says, this is a beautiful building. And he says, they take me up to this room and they lock me <coughs> in it. I had to cough there. It's not COVID. <laughs> And they lock me in. And uh, so I'm a little worried, you know. And he says about an hour later, these two smoking hot chicks come in. And he said, for two hours, they just hammer me on why I need Scientology, why my life is falling apart. I'm rife with Thetans, all this kind of crap, you know. And if you just join, he's like, and he goes... He goes, and I just tell him, I, I'm just telling him, no, he goes, but I'm crying. He's like, I'm just, you know, they've got me emotionally. And he's like, and they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. And, and he's like, and he's like, I just am begging them, please, please let me go. I can't do this. It'll hurt my, my poor madre back in, you know, Brazil and all these kinds of things. So they say, okay, okay, we'll let you go. And the two hot women leave. And he said, five minutes later, two even hotter women walk, walk in and they just go at him, hammer and tongs for like two more hours, like breaking him down. You need this, blah, blah, blah. You know, hitting him with the sort of sexy attractiveness. And then like, you know, all this sort of like psychobabble bullshit. And he's like, in the end, he said, I had tears streaming down my streaks. And he goes, I just ran for the door, busted it open and ran out onto the street, you know, down these stairs, ran on the street. And he said, and I just ran to my car and drove away. And I always thought that was a funny story. Yeah, I'm like, good for you. You got to do what you got to do. That's what Joseph did in the Bible. You just got to run. You run, <laughs> if but, anything else. But now we're going to take Nicole to the wine bar and let her get her drink on for a few minutes from the free wine machine. and Free wine. It's not exactly a free wine machine. We have a I wish. card. Yeah. Put it in there. That's true. But we, we hope everything is well with you. Please uh, like, please share. And if you're interested, please just go ahead and subscribe. Jump on in at the $5, you know, if, if, if you don't mind subscribing, we will give you lots of bonus content. Um, the extra chapters and ultra violence are coming. The weird story is coming. You'll get some bonus content between Nicole and I. You get Tuckerized, meaning I will put you into a work. 
And for the foundation members who want to go all in on that level, you are going to get something. We had another foundation member join. You're going to get an actual, if it comes out right, it's going to be really cool. I won't say what it is, but you're actually going to get like, I'll call it a relic from me, like a collectible, but it's kind of a cool new version of a collectible. If it comes out, I'm still working on it. It'll be really awesome. So maybe consider jumping in at the foundation level. Or maybe I think it's called founding level, founders level. Founders level. Something like that. Yeah. Whatever it is, join the hand and, you know, keep supporting the podcast so we keep showing up here day after day and making it real for you. And that, you want to say it today? No. Oh, and that is the podcast. Nice.